Welcome to the EV Diaries, the place where we explore the rationale of electric vehicles in small-town America. I'm Ben. I'm a distribution engineer for an electric cooperative in southeastern Kentucky. And if you've been listening, you know that I have been looking to purchase my first EV and need to do it pretty soon. I would like to replace my 2005 Mini Cooper with another Mini but the Mini-E has a limited range, and I'm trying to evaluate if it would suit my needs. Currently this week, I've been experimenting with operating my Mini as if it only had a 3-gallon gas tank and trying to keep the displayed range on my dashboard between 100 miles and 20 miles. The question is, why am I trying to maintain an 80-mile window? I've always heard that fully charging and discharging a lithium-ion battery was bad for it. Tesla tells their owners only to charge to 80% unless they're going to go on a long trip where they would need the extra range. And I've read online in countless places only to charge EVs to 80%. It should extend the battery life and to never discharge the battery fully. Now, some of this... Maybe trying to follow what Tesla's telling their owners? Not sure. That made me question, what is the reasoning behind all this? And I always thought charging to 100%, the problem was that at that point you start trickle charging and that the battery, or at least some batteries, would bleed off a little bit of charge and then charge back up and then bleed off. And basically, you're moving all these electrons through this lithium-ion goo inside the battery, and it was just hard on the battery in general. And as you can tell, that I'm not a battery expert because I just use the phrase lithium-ion goo. And that might be part of the issue, but the reality is that most of this 80%, 20% range comes from testing by the battery manufacturers. One of the battery manufacturers, BMZ Group in Germany, did testing of some EV cells that they were building for Samsung. They started by defining the end of the life of the battery at 70% of original capacity. Now, if you think back to some of the previous episodes, all of this ties in because that 70% is usually the threshold at which a lot of manufacturers will replace the batteries in a car if they're under warranty. All of this is connected. Getting back to the test performed by BMZ, they tested different scenarios for states of charge, everywhere from fully discharged to fully charged, and different ratios and percentages in between. A summary of all this is on pushevs.com, which I was thinking about that website name, and I'm not sure that it's appropriate for EVs um, because, you know, when I associate pushing a vehicle, it's either because I ran out of gas or I'm about to pop the clutch because my battery's dead. Either way, when it comes to EVs, that's just negative connotation. Getting back to this article on pushevs.com, I will link that in the show description so that you can see it for yourself. But 
essentially the battery life is measured in cycles, which a cycle is anytime you charge and discharge the battery. So BMZ found that, and this is interesting, from 0% to 100%, they were able to get 500 cycles out of this Samsung battery in laboratory conditions before it hit that 70% threshold. Interestingly enough, if they operated the battery from 20% to 100%, they were able to double the cycles and get 1,000 cycles out of these same battery cells. Another interesting thing happened between 20 and 90%. They were actually able to quadruple the original from 500 to 2,000 cycles. From 0 to 80%, 3,000 cycles. From 20% to 80%, the magic range that everyone seems to think is perfect, 3,500 cycles. At this point, if you're charging once a day, that's nine and a half years of battery life. Continuing on, between 0 and 70%, 5,000 cycles. And operating between 20% and 70%, 6,000 cycles. Of course, in small town America, if you're trying to operate between 20 and 70, you're probably charging twice a day, which just cuts that down to 3,000. So you're far better off and you get more range operating between the 20 and 80%. That's what the data says. So what's the takeaway from all this? Limiting the charge and discharge of your EV batteries are going to make them last longer. And that's not just EV batteries. I would imagine that this is true for anything with a lithium-ion battery. Some manufacturers have built-in limitations on their battery so that they never fully charge nor discharge. That information may or may not be published, but you can usually do enough research to find out. The article on pushevs.com also suggests that most cars have a 5% to 95% state of charge limitation built in. Of course, the word most should be a big red flag to indicate that some don't. Also, some cars will allow you to set the upper limit so you don't fully charge. But then again, some do not. It's probably a feature that you should look for if you're considering buying an EV. The sweet spot, though, it seems to maintain both battery life and still have that range is that 80-20 state of charge. It's even better if you can keep it below 70%, but in small town America, that may be really difficult to do. It would seem my desire for an already limited Mini just became more limited. Whatever car I do wind up with, I hope it comes with some sort of settable limit. If not, I will probably get one of the smart or at least smarter home charging stations that will at least let me set time limits. And it may even tie into Alexa. Speaking of which, I am including a link to a YouTube video for the Amazon Echo EK, Eastern Kentucky edition. I'm sure you will enjoy it. It was put together by some friends of mine. And I promise this is commercial grade quality video. You will not be disappointed if you click that link. Please subscribe and find me on social. The EV revolution is here, and with proper battery management, it should be a long ride.